Welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Sam Hengeli. We're changing course a little bit today. We are talking Kansas City Chiefs football as they head into the bye week. To give us a better understanding of the 2021 season so far, we have brought in KC Kingdom Chiefs writer Caden Carbajo. Caden, thanks for coming on and joining Sam and I's show. We appreciate the time. It's a pleasure. Anytime I'm able to do stuff like this, it uh, it's, it's always an honor to, to be invited on to something like this. Of course. As I mentioned in the intro, this podcast is really going to focus on the Chiefs as they enter the bye week. They enter the bye week seven and four. And if you've been focusing on the Chiefs like we all have, it has not been a it's not been a smooth seven and four. It's a lot of tumultuous ups and downs. It hasn't been smooth. The Chiefs are entering the bye on a four-game win streak, but they started the season three and four. Um, a lot of mixed emotions that came from the fans, especially from the media, maybe discussing if the Chiefs weren't as strong after two back-to-back seasons of making the Super Bowl uh, and winning the Super Bowl in 2019. Some people thought the Chiefs weren't going to make the playoffs. Some have thought the Chiefs you know, aren't, aren't good as they are. They've had a couple of close losses early in the season with the Ravens and Chargers, but blowouts to the Bills and Titans. Can I get both of your guys' thoughts on how you've viewed this season now that they've played 11 games and, and what your thoughts are? Yeah, Yes, uh, Steve. Uh, it's been a uh, up and down season for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They kind of like fell back a little bit down to earth just slightly. Maybe that Super Bowl hangover, it can be a real thing. Sometimes you can definitely tell with like Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey dropped a lot of passes were normally the last three years they'd be uh, catching and and uh, Mahomes he's been trying to do a little bit too much and I, I kind of wonder if some of those drop passes like early in the season the fumbles has gotten to his head and he's like starting to overthink a little bit more than uh than he did in the uh, past few years the first seven games defensively was a disaster as they gave up 28 points per game. But thankfully, the last four games, they've only given up 11.7 points per game. And I think the reason was at the beginning of the year, they weren't healthy. Willie Gay was out. We didn't have Frank Clark to start the season. Chris Jones was playing banged up and out of position. So I think getting the defense healthy again and uh, getting guys in the right positions been one of the reasons why the Chiefs have defense has uh, stepped up and thankfully they did have to face like a, a Daniel Jones and then Jordan Love but they did step up arguably the best offense in the Dallas Cowboys and only gave up nine points so I definitely think that the uh, Chiefs uh, defense is heading in the right direction and I think it's only going to be a matter of time until the offense gets it together I think the bye week is going to help a lot on that the offense figured out and uh, come up with uh, new schemes. The rest of their schedule, I think worst case scenario, they can be uh, 12 and 5. And I think it is very possible that they can win out and be 13 and 4 and be in position to maybe get the one seed with how the uh, AFC's played out. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. Like one week our offense is up and one week our defense is up. I don't think we've ever seen one game where we've had both sides be elite. Like, I mean, you could probably argue uh, the past couple weeks with the Raiders gave up 14 points. But having the offense score 41 points in that game, they really showed up in a big way. But with Mahomes this year, I mean, in his earlier games, he hasn't really done that well. He has the most interceptions in the league so far, and it, it hasn't really showed. But last week against Dallas, 
he's done really well. So I think you can kind of see where that has shifted to where both sides of the ball can play that very well. And whenever your players start to turn on the fans, like you remember what Tyre Matthews said about like the fans are like a disgrace or something like that to the to the team. We just kept turning on them. And this defense, you know, Daniel Sorensen, I mean, he had the huge pick against the Raiders. That was really great to see. The most toxic fan base in sports <laughs> is what Tyron Matthews said about the Chiefs fan base. You know, Caden, you mentioned, you know, Mahomes, his 11 turnovers are the most in the league, but it's weird because when you watch the games, like if you just like check the box score and see Mahomes 11 interceptions, not all those interceptions have been horrible passes. Seven of them have been right off the receiver's hands, whether it's been Travis Kelsey's, Tyreek Hill's, you know, early in the season, it was like Marcus Kemp and Darrell Williams. I saw a stat on next gen stats NFL, you know, his interception against the Cowboys, they track some of these stats and they say Mahomes was passed that was intercepted against the Cowboys had a 75% chance of being completed. And seven of his 11 interceptions have had a 75% chance of being completed. So it might not tell the whole story that all of his interceptions have just been him making horrible decisions. I don't think he's been as sharp as he has in the past, but you also look at he has 25 touchdowns, which I believe is second in the league, and he has the most passing yards. So he's been able to make up for it. But I want to try to transition into just the focus on the defense. Sam, you mentioned uh, your opinions on the shift to the defense. Did you think the defense was really the worst in the NFL? And did you think that they were going to make a big turnaround after the first seven games? Or did you expect them to, to make improvements and get to the point right now? Because the past four games, it looks like they've been the best defense in the league. Yeah, I think I think I expected them to make some improvements. I think Steve Spagnolo, I mean, he's one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. And when you think about that, you don't think that they're going to like be as bad for the whole year. It was like at an unsustainable pace. And and I think with the, with some of the injuries, once you get those, once you get your team fully healthy, it, it's definitely it definitely helps you a lot. In the NFL, you have to be healthy the whole year to be able to be successful. And now the Chiefs are at that point where they are healthy. And I think that they're just going to keep getting better. Nick Bolton, too, that he has been a steal this year. And he's one of the best uh, defensive players in, in the league right, right now in the AFC as a rookie. And he's been a huge impact. He's 22nd right now in tackles, which is pretty, pretty good so far for his uh, campaign as a Kansas City Chief. Javarius Sneed, too, has looked like an all-pro cornerback this year and one of the best in the league. And I think his impact has been a sensational. You know, making that pick last week. And then also, he just, he's a heart, he'll, he'll go after people. Like, he's not afraid to get physical. And that's something that the Chiefs need because they've had that perception a little bit this year that they're a little too soft. And uh, Javarius Sneed's kind of like flipped it a little bit with his uh, physicality. And I think that's a very good thing for this uh, defense. When you talk about the guys that they brought in, like Melvin Ingram, I don't think he's been like their go-to guy to make all the tackles, but he's been in about pretty much most of the plays. I mean, he did start last week. I think that that was a good thing to see. But when you look at like all the interceptions that our secondary has been making, we're not getting burned on every play. Like when Tyron Matthew throws up his hands, it doesn't give you much confidence in the defense, but that has since stopped. And we've seen all these big plays being made by the defense when our offense is okay. It's not where it's obviously has been in past years, but it's great. It's great to see that the both sides of the ball are playing up to par and the defense is not the worst in the league anymore. So, you know, Caden mentioned the offense. 
I, I don't know really a good term to say it. It's not lethal like it has been in the past. I would say it's it's a work in progress. You know, I mentioned to to you guys about some maybe misconception of Patrick Mahomes this season. I don't think he's been as good, but I think some of the mistakes haven't been all his fault. What are your thoughts on the offense so far? It's had its moments early in the season where it put 35 points and 33 up in the first two games. And then 42 or 41 against the Raiders. And then 19 against the Cowboys. The Packers was probably one of the worst games I've, I've watched in the Mahomes era where they only scored 13 points, but won the game because of their defense. What have you kind of made about the offense as a whole? When I'm looking at like all the, all the numbers that Mahomes has put out there, we have a rookie center right now. And for him to block and do all the things that Creed Humphrey has been able to do it's going to limit your turnovers and even though we haven't seen him haven't seen pat do these turnovers as as much in the in in these recent games the play that always stands out to me and how everybody has said was the that last pass against the packers when he threw it to tyree kill for 13 yards he was pumping his fist that's sort of the plays that we have seen from patrick mahomes in the past where he just throws it and makes it look easy like he did during that play i don't know if you remember that play happening but yeah, definitely. I, I was, I think it was funny. I was listening to Nick Wright and he was like, just talking about that play. Like he was like, oh, this is like the play where he gets the yips out of him. And uh, it seems like that definitely against the Raiders, it definitely showed. He still last week, he did hold the ball a little bit too long at times, but he did play a lot better in the offense, played a little bit better. And we also, I also want to give Dallas Cowboys a lot of credit defensively. I think Micah Parsons is an elite talent and Dorian Armstrong's played really well too. And, and of course, uh, Trayvon Diggs is one of the best corners in the league right now. So I put that into account that the Cowboys do have a pretty solid uh, defense. And also Creed Humphrey, I mean, he deserves to be offensive rookie year. He probably won't get it because people do not respect the offensive line as much in the NFL as they should. But I mean, I remember watching this dude at Oklahoma blocking two guys at one time. This dude is an, is an elite offensive lineman. He's been elite at center position. And uh, I think that's a very, it's helped. It's definitely helped this team. So, so far this year and improving the O-line, which was an, an emphasis. And also I want to talk about the turnovers. Chiefs this year have 22 uh, giveaways, and that averages two points per game. I'll put it into context this way. So uh, Frank Mason, Devontae Graham, and their four-year college career KU average 1.9 turnovers a game. So the Chiefs so far this year are averaging more turnovers a game than two uh, college bas- former college basketball point guards, which in basketball, it's more common to have like three turnovers a game for a guard. But in football, averaging two as a team is pretty horrendous. The Chiefs were are seven and four right now going into the bye week with as bad as the turnovers have been to be seven and four in this position with the AFC not being so good this year. It definitely gives me some peace and comfort thinking that we're going to, I feel like the Chiefs can turn around and then, and, and, and uh, be able to get these things fixed up. And with everybody else being like, not as, as everybody thought they would be with the other teams in the AFC, it definitely feels a lot better position. We were than we were after the Titans game week seven. For sure. Now, Sam, you brought up a good point about the rest of the AFC now looking as good. Well, There was a time when the Chiefs were three and four, and they had all the head-to-head losses against the Bills, the Titans, the Ravens. Titans at one point were eight and two. They had a a healthy Derrick Henry. He's he's out for the year. But at the time, I think most Chiefs fans were thinking, okay, are they going to make the playoffs? And and if so, 
you know, what wild card seed are they going to be? Are they going to be a six or seven seed? Things have changed, not only obviously for the Chiefs because they've won four in a row, but the AFC playoff picture has completely tilted in the Chiefs' favor. Bills are no longer the AFC East leaders. They're six and four, and they've suffered several tough losses to the Jaguars and then a blowout. The Titans just this past week came off a loss to the Texans, and then the Ravens, who are still, you know, they're seven and three. I don't think they have been as dominant as they've been in the past couple weeks, but the AFC seems like it, it it can be maybe possibility that Chiefs maybe get a two seed if they finish the second half strong. What what are your thoughts on just take the Chiefs out of the equation, just how the AFC has kind of unfolded and how some of these teams at the top have not looked as good as the season's gone on? It is very uh, good to see that the Chiefs are up there in the top teams and because they weren't beginning the season like you just said which strikes me is like the Chiefs have lost to the Titans in Baltimore so those are two losses Clyde fumbled against the Ravens and the I don't even know what that Titans game was but they're going to have to keep losing more because they they own the tiebreaker and that's going to be really crucial for us to keep winning these games and we'll see how they come out of the bye week with the Sunday night game that's the Broncos game that just got flexed to the Sunday night game and so I think that'll be hyped up a lot more than it's just a regular old divisional game for the Chiefs. That's going to be a big, a big time matchup for the Broncos who have been, they've shown, have seen some flashes this year, but it just, you can never count any team out in this league. It's too much parity this year. We've seen the the Patriots are, are up there. They have a new quarterback. It's their second quarterback in two years. No team is ever out of a game. I think the one thing, good thing, even though the Chiefs have those losses against the Bills and the Ravens, those are two of the top teams, and then also the Titans as well. However, it's the Chiefs have been able to beat every the teams that they're supposed to beat. They, have, they haven't had really been upset this year by like like example like the Titans losing to the Texans last week or the Bills losing to the Jaguars. So the Chiefs have done a good job of winning the games that they're supposed to win. Even no matter how, like the Giants game, even though it was an ugly win, they still were able to finish the job and get it done. So that that's the one thing. It's not just about beating the top teams. It's about beating anybody who's in front of you because anybody can be beaten on any given Sunday. So the Chiefs have done a really good job of winning the games that they should be able to win. I still think the one seed is still up for grab right now. I think if the Chiefs went out, go 13 and four, I think it's a very good chance that they get the one seed. But they'll, they'll at the very least get the two seed come locked up if they at least went out no matter what. But the way that the AFC has played out, and then you look at some of the schedules, like Tennessee still has to go to New England and Pittsburgh. And the Baltimore still has the Browns, I think, still. I, I'm not going to quite count out the Browns yet, even though they don't look as great right now. But also other teams, they have a probably a little bit tougher schedule right now versus the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs, even though Denver's play a little bit better, I still think that the Chiefs will, beat, will uh, win those two, and then they'll beat the Raiders. I think the Chargers game and maybe the Bengals game is like really the two toughest games. And those two games are very winnable. I think game that they would likely lose if I had to choose was, would be the Chargers in a LA on a short week. I think they can definitely beat the Chargers on the road mm-hmm. in a SoFi stadium. And I think 13 and four is very possible to getting the one seed the way that this whole uh, AFC has played out. Exactly. You know, Sam, you made a good point about the Chiefs 
the teams that at least talent wise better than they've beat. And hey, they can also, no matter how the season goes, the Chiefs can always hang a banner that they're NFC East champs. They, uh, they're 4-0 against the NFC East this year. But Sam, you mentioned a little bit about how you figure out how they maybe finish the season. We have really talked about how the Chiefs have a little bit of a softer schedule. You know, the Broncos and Raiders, both at home, coming after the bye. At Cincinnati and at Denver are really the two road games that they have to worry about. They get to play the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. At LA is probably going to be the toughest game. Not a lot of top teams that they have to play the rest of the way. Some potential playoff teams with the Chargers and the Bengals and the Steelers, but there is no elite team left in their schedule. Caden, how do you view their win-loss record, you know, the last remaining games of the season? Do you think they can go 13-4 and or maybe a 12-5, and 11-6 and record uh, more likely? Do they slip up a couple more games? Well, it certainly helps when four out of your last six games are against division opponents. And it's the teams that we know how to play. I mean, we know how to play these teams. We played them twice a year before. And so I think they can go 13-4 and because when you play the Steelers, I mean, you got a struggling Ben Roethlisberger who has not shown that he can be elite this year. I mean, he tied with the Lions. That game was kind of sloppy. I mean, other than that, I don't think he's up to par where he was. Uh, and, the, and then the Bengals, you know, they got Joe Burrow. He, he, he's an up and comer. All these games you see, like there's not much star power. Like you said, I mean, I think the chiefs can definitely take advantage of, of the teams that are remaining on their schedule. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I, I'm definitely not sold at all on Pittsburgh. I think they're going to miss the playoffs. I think Ben Roethlisberger looks, he's just like old and they've also had a lot of injuries as well. I, I think too, that they're, Losing T.J. Watt last week had really killed their defensively, them defensively, and given up a lot more points than they normally would. But I want to go back to the Chargers. Chargers are a real, are a good football team. Justin Herbert looks um, looks like he's he looks like he he may be the future part of the future of the league with Mahomes in the AFC West. When I watched the the Chiefs really lost to the Chargers. Those turnovers were the reason why they really lost that game. Like. You think about like those first two drives, they pretty much went empty handed, just gave away the ball. One of them was just like Kemp just dropped it and the Chargers made a really good play on the ball and got the interception that Edwards Alaire fumbles it. So both of those were in the 30 yard line. I can't imagine the Chiefs doing that again the second time making those same mistakes. And also, I also consider this playing it in the, at the Chargers is not, it becomes like a second home game too, because we look at the Chargers, all their home games, we see like more opposing fans than actual Chargers fans at those games. And, and we saw in, in Vegas where there was a lot more red than, uh, than black in the stand. So I really anticipate that being the same thing in LA when the Chiefs do go play the Chargers that it could be a second home game with the uh, atmosphere. I put that into account. So that makes me feel good. Denver did beat Dallas this year in Dallas. So we definitely cannot take Denver as more, a lot more seriously. We cannot overlook them for sure. We've had a hard time scoring against Denver. I mean, last year we did put up like 22 and I'm not sure what Mahomes' stats against Denver is, but he definitely has, a, he definitely has some struggles against them in his career against Denver, in my opinion. But I definitely feel good about this schedule going forward. You couldn't ask for a better like back half post bye week and I think the rest will help I think that getting everybody mentally more ready to go for this last stretch of the season will be uh, very helpful 
as we really come down the home stretch of this episode, I want to get both of your guys' thoughts on what you are looking for in the Chiefs. What are you what are you really wanting the Chiefs to work on and improve on as the second half hits? And then also anything that maybe I haven't mentioned or you guys haven't mentioned that you're still chopping at the bit to 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 talk about regarding the Chiefs. I mean, I think we just got to help limit the turnovers on on the offensive side of the ball, and let's make sure our defense plays well as they were the past couple of games. Uh, I just I, I just want to see a clean game on both sides, limit the turnovers on offense, and hopefully the defense can keep doing what they've been doing the past couple of games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I also think too. I, I want to see the Chiefs use the run game more. I think with. Clyde Edwards or Alaire back from injury. I think it's time to use him a little bit more. Um, get the defenses like thinking more. I think we've relied too much on the passing game. And that's why uh, defenses have had two safeties back as well. Cause they expect the chiefs to want to look for the long ball and try to throw it, throw it every pass they can on every down. And I think if you change it up, use the run game more. We saw that last year when the chiefs played the bills in, in Buffalo, they they ran the football a lot. They used CEH a lot, and and they were able to, to win that game because they were able to run the football. I think they need to prove to teams that they are very dangerous running the ball as well, and that will just open up the passing game as well. And I just want to see how teams, will they stick with the two safeties when the running game gets going, and then they, they might have to change their scheme up a little bit, which will open up the long ball in the future for the – for the Chiefs, which they want to try to do. I think right now, just continue to just try to take what the defense gives you and try to open up the, the running game and uh, get Edwards Alaire going offensively. It might not be sexy. It might not be the, the big explosive home run plays that the Chiefs offense has been built on early in the Mahomes era, but the Raiders didn't give that too deep look as much. So the Chiefs were able to exploit it and get a lot of big plays, but for the most part, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, they have to stay disciplined, and they actually were able to run the ball effectively. I thought they should have ran it more against the Cowboys. They had five, six-yard gains from Darrell Williams, Edwards Allaire. I think the Chiefs, if they can focus more on running it, you know, they have a great interior line with, with Trey Smith and Humphrey really anchoring it, paving those big lanes. I would like to see more, more run plays and I don't know about the options. We had some uh, interesting uh, option plays against the Cowboys. You had the, uh, obviously the Edwards Alaire touchdown where he got the, one of the egregious taunting penalties. Um, but then, you know, Mahomes should have kept, he kept it on a play that should have been bounced to the outside, pitched to the outside Edwards Alaire and it got stopped by Micah Parsons. So maybe not do as much option plays, but I would stick to a lot of running in between the tackles, but you know, with that said, guys, is there really anything that you guys want to get off your chest regarding the Chiefs that you haven't really mentioned? Not Chiefs, but can I just talk about NFL in general? Yes. Is this going to be about the referees? No, no. I, I do think that the officiating has been terrible this year. But thankfully, some of it, like, thankfully that, like, New York calls in and gets things right sometimes. But uh, I want to talk about the NFC real quick. I don't think people are talking about, oh, Tampa Bay, they're the clear fairs making a Super Bowl. No, I don't agree with that at all. Why do I don't agree with that? I mean, they kept, they didn't really improve as much in the offseason. They really kept with their same team. I think Arizona is a better team than the Buccaneers right now, especially with the fact that 
the Arizona Cardinals have not been healthy at all this year. I mean, they've been starting Colt McCoy, the legendary college quarterback, and they're still winning. And they've been winning it with their defense, and their defense hasn't been healthy as well either on both sides. So I think that people need to pause the brakes on Tampa Bay, even though Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl rings. That's really their only argument at this point. But from a football standpoint, the Cardinals are a, a, way, a better team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think that they're not getting as much love as they, they should be getting. And I think that Arizona is the favorite, clear favorite to the, in the NFC. And I hope I hopefully they get it done. And I also think that Green Bay has a pretty good chance. I would not throw that them out either because Aaron Rodgers can can play and they got a and their defense has played really well as well this year and uh, that's my, that's my a little bit of a rant on the uh, NFC and these uh, people who think that the Buccaneers are the clear favorites to winning going back to the Super Bowl which I do not see at all right now my thing is on the Chiefs you know they they got to limit their penalties the reasons why I mean that's part of the reason why we kept losing in in those previous games is because we kept getting these penalties called back and I think you've kind of seen in the past couple of games when penalties might have not been a factor. We've played clean ball, and that's just what we have to do. I mean, the offense, they can't pass interference calls on them, or the, and the defense, same thing. We just got to play clean ball the rest of the way and have both the, both the sides of the ball, even the special teams. The special, the special teams and Dave Tobe, they've done a great job. I mean, the fake punt last week by the fake field goal punt, uh, pooch kick by Harrison Bucker down by Tommy Towns. I mean, it was just like, that was a wild play. Like, I didn't think that was ever going to happen, but it, it happened. And whenever you have all sides of the ball playing up to their strengths, it's a very great thing to, to see. And I think the Chiefs are going 13 and four. All right. So, we got some homerism here on the, on the yeah. podcast. Um, with Caden, with it being your very first appearance on the podcast, for the loyal listeners on the show, uh, if you have a social media, uh, any social media accounts that you would be willing to promote, uh, now is the time to to list it off. What's uh, something that you'd like to give to the the audience? Uh, so yeah, so I write for uh, Fansided. Just type in Casey Kingdom. Instagram is Caden Carbajo too. Twitter is uh, Caden Carbajo. That's about it. Uh, make sure to keep hitting the follow button or whatever. Um, it was a pleasure being on your guys' show. Oh yeah. Um, but for for those who are listening for the first time, you can follow us on Instagram at the Sports Mecca as well as on Twitter um, at the Sports Mecca as well. Sam and I try to post episodes every two weeks. We try to get different guests on, different sports athletes, different sports figures. But uh, today we felt like it was a great opportunity with the Chiefs having a bye that we'd be bringing a new episode um, about the Chiefs as they try to get the second half of the season started and maybe continue their Super Bowl quest. But Caden, Sam and I appreciate you taking the time to come on today. And we, we greatly appreciate your thoughts on the Chiefs and coverage of football. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Kaden. That foolish heart turns out the star. Now you beat. All that I am is all that you see.